thanks everyone for listening to the LCR Media Podcast, where we get to know the pros. I'm your host, LCR, Naylor Taliaferro, and today we have a very special guest on the phone, Wayne Thompson from Echo. How's it going, Wayne? It's going great, Naylor. I really appreciate you inviting me on your show and giving me a chance to talk to you a little bit about what Echo's up to. Absolutely. It's again, thank you for being on the show. And it, it's been a little while. You know, we've gotten to know each other over the years uh, through, through the UAG program and just social media and the GIE Plus Expo, all the great things that have been going on in the community. And Echo's been a big part of that, especially early on in the beginning. But, you know, obviously recently we haven't been able to touch base. A lot of us haven't because of everything going on in the world, let alone the country. But this is just another way to kind of reconnect and, and kind of get caught up. So. Why don't you go ahead and, and um, tell everyone what your role is with Echo right now, and then just kind of give us that backstory of, of what you did before Echo and how you got to where you're at. Sure. No, absolutely. Uh, currently, I am the vice president of marketing and product management for Echo Incorporated. Obviously, we make uh, uh, outdoor power equipment, uh, primarily gas, um, but also cordless products. Um my role includes, you know, managing all the marketing elements of our business, uh, as well as all the new product development uh, for Echo across all of the Americas. We have responsibility for uh, North America as well as Latin America. Awesome. So, you know, I, I will be here at Echo for six years um, in April. And prior to that, um, which it's been a, an awesome six years, it really has been a great opportunity to see how the, the organization has grown. Um, but prior to my time here at Echo, I spent uh, a little over nine years at uh, Bosch Tools, Power Tools, um, where I held roles of uh, new product development for accessories. I ran the measuring tool business for Bosch and then ultimately um, became the group president for garden and watering uh, within the Bosch organization. Um, prior to that, I spent uh, about six years in cordless products for ITW, Illinois Toolworks, um, Fortune 500 company, um, managing their uh, cordless, uh, Pazzle cordless uh, product line. And then actually an interesting thing for me is prior to my time at ITW, I actually spent uh, six years at Echo as a product manager. Um, so I've kind of come that full circle, uh, having started my career with Echo and uh, currently working for Echo now. And yeah. then, of course, prior to that, I spent some time in the military, uh, four years in the in the Air Force. So oh, wow. that's, that's a little bit of my my story. Yep. Yeah. Well, that there's some some nuggets there I didn't even know about. First of all, thank you for your service. We we, we appreciate it. Thanks. Um, and yeah, that is an awesome full circle story right there. So when when you started with Echo, what were you? Did you ever like like honestly? Did you envision that you'd be the vice president? You know, in in marketing and uh, and and product. What did you say it was product? Uh, product, new product development, new product development, right? Yep. Did you, yep. did you ever think that you were going to be in that role? Um, you know, I think I always, my career started in product management, developing new products. So I had always and hoped to be in a role such as that when at the point in time where I left echo to move on to the next opportunity, I think, uh, I didn't necessarily believe I would come back, but I've always been 
uh, very partial to the Echo products, to outdoor power equipment. And, you know, as you can see from my background, I've always been engaged with um, the community who does the work on a daily basis, whether it is at Echo with the commercial landscapers, at ITW Pasload with the contractors that were doing the the, the home construction, uh, same thing at Bosch, whether it's home construction or electricians or plumbers, and now coming back to Echo, my passion is to work with people where I can help provide solutions and make a difference in what they experience on a daily basis. That's awesome. Uh, a quick question. Um, so were, did you once upon a time, maybe like, you know, your neighborhood or anything like that, did you ever uh, do a little lawn care on the, on the side there for the weekends or anything like that? Did you have that kind of origin story or no? So I really didn't. I grew up in the inner city of Chicago where there really wasn't a whole lot of landscaping to be done. Not that there wasn't any, but um, that really wasn't a part of what I was doing. I probably delivered more papers than I did uh, cutting lawns. Yep. Oh, hey, you got you got to do got to get it done somehow, right? Exactly. So what I mean, so I guess then ultimately, what attracted you to working for Echo and, and kind of getting into this whole industry? Well, Echo was an opportunity to expand on some product management uh, experience I had with an initial company out of college. And, um, you know, I think I just I just really became attracted once in the organization. First off, it was a great opportunity for me uh, to do what I was really enjoying at the time. But then having get into the organization, I really I really became passionately attracted to the products um, of which now I use on a regular basis and have throughout my entire uh, career and, and, and adulthood. I just, I enjoy the usage of the products. I find it almost therapeutic and um, you know, Echo has just been a great company and I really stayed connected with the people while I was uh, even while I was gone. Well, that's that obviously worked out in your favor, right? Because here, here you are, just uh, uh, what are you like, second, third in charge, or something? Like, you know, you're vice president. I don't know how many vice presidents are on the hierarchy there, but uh, you're 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 up the ladder there for sure. Yeah, yeah, we have we have some good vice president. We have a great team, and I I'm telling you, I think whether it's the pandemic or other things that an organizational an organization goes through, it really proves to each other um, and the company itself what kind of people that you have uh, to be able to pull through some of the things that the industry and Echo has been over the course of the last uh, year or so. For sure. Well, why don't we talk a little bit about the history of Echo then? Because I remember when I was there for the first time, the, the first uh, UAG user advisory group uh, program meetup at your at the headquarters there in Echo in Chicago. I remember seeing like kind of like some relics there, you know, in the lobby of like the first ever engine, all that. And you guys really kind of broke down the history of Echo. And we all looked at each other and we were convinced that because we didn't know the history, we were convinced that so many people didn't know the long history of Echo and how, you know, just how 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 far back it's gone and how much it's really impacted the industry. So if you didn't, didn't mind, don't mind going down a little history there with, with everybody. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, and I agree with you, Naylor. I think your comments are 
are valid in saying that a lot of people's perception of echo is, while whether it's good or bad, is probably not what we would expect it to be um, because we've been in this industry for such a long time. And, um, you know, our parent company, which at the time in 1947, when when we started as an organization, uh, was Kioritz Corporation out of Japan. And they actually started um, manufacturing manual spreaders to for a fertilizer, um, which basically uh, helped them in the rice paddies uh, keep the uh, pests away from uh, the crop in uh, back then. Yeah, and that has that has since expanded into backpack type products, um, which have included the 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 United States and the world's first backpack blower um, back in 1972. And then in 1978, the first uh, handheld blower. So, so we've really been um, pioneers in the landscape industry and we will celebrate 50 years in 2022 uh, as echo in North America. So we have a huge milestone coming up for us. Uh, that we're really excited about. In addition to the blower categories, we also developed the world's first trimmer engine. And while it wasn't on a, an Echo product, it actually happened to be on a, a weed eater product. It was the, the first trimmer engine that was ever developed. And then, you know, we have a lot of other industry first sound attenuated products, making sure that that we stay mainstream with what the environment is looking for. Um we have done a lot of different products. The first ever stick edger. Um, we've done commercial PAS, uh, which is the uh, product line where it allows you to put uh, additional lower ends on an existing powerhead. Um, we have a lot of industry firsts uh, across the board. Wow. Yeah, see, that that's definitely a, a deep history right there. And like you said, a big milestone coming up soon. So congratulations to you guys for that. I'm sure you have big plans for uh, some celebrations and some cool marketing things to go along with it. You know, like like you guys had like, what was it, 20 for 20, you know, um, last year and things. So there's, there's, I'm sure you guys have big plans, right? Yeah, absolutely. We want to make a big splash is we have a lot to be proud of. And we're we're not only proud of the things we've been able to accomplish as an organization, but we're proud of what solutions we can bring to the landscape community across the nation. A hundred percent. And I'm excited. I can't wait uh, to hear or to see it, you know, uh, unfold later on. Um, but speaking of first, so you guys are also, you, you were the first really in our industry to, to kind of jump on structuring some sort of ambassador, if you will, type program, you know, or a partnership, you know, with uh, social media create content creators by creating the UAG, the user advisory group program. And I was one of the first ones in that group. So uh, I, I, it's, it's an awesome thing. And there, there was nothing like it in the industry. And you definitely paved the way for a lot of other companies to, to kind of come up with their own version of that as well. So one, thank you, you know, from everyone that was a part of it and for the community uh, for you guys doing that. And two, just kind of for those one that don't even have a clue what I'm talking about or, or two, you know, the ones that just don't know the, the history of that, where, wh what is that and where did it come from? Where, how did the idea uh, evolve? Yep. So in 2016, I was a part of the ground floor of creating the Echo Means Business program. 
um, which then is supported by the UAG or the user advisory group. Uh, we really looked at that as being an opportunity for us to support the users that rely on this industry to make a living. And, and what does that mean? It means, you know, the industry is made up of about 72% of the landscape contractors have less than 20 employees, 62% have less than 10 employees, and the average number of people that work within a single uh, landscape contractor company is seven. And I would tell you that of the 1.4 million landscapers that are in the that are registered in the United States, that number probably uh, I don't know what that number is, but I would suggest it probably doubles when you look at non-registered landscapers that are going house to house and doing mow and blow uh, work on a regular basis and rely on that to to make a living. Which means that that number of people within those companies could be from one to three people. So very small companies, that's what our industry is made up of, of small businesses. Only 5% of the industry is made up of uh, companies that have more than 60 employees. So, so we are really catering towards a small industry, our small company industry. And from our perspective, what does that mean? It means that everybody doesn't have the experience nor the ability to improve or grow their business on their own. And um, we saw the opportunity to establish EMB as a resource for those small businesses that want to do just that, improve or grow their businesses and need support along the way. Awesome. So that so was this kind of, is this part of your your marketing structure in some way? Like, I mean, uh, directly or indirectly? So yes and no. It it is it is not a forum, and I, and I think that's the point that's very important to us. It is not a forum for Echo to promote Echo products. It is a forum. We used our our own website and our own advertising campaigns and programs to do that. It is a forum, EMB is a forum to provide resources for the industry, regardless of the products or brands that they use. We want to make sure that people recognize the EMB program as while, while it's sponsored by Echo, it's not, an, it's not a platform to, for Echo to promote their products. It's a platform for users to get resources on business practices and um, ways to improve their own businesses. Gotcha. Well, so this, so this really isn't even like an ambassador program. Then, if you think about it, in in um, in the general sense of what you think of any other company that kind of has you know quote unquote ambassadors, because it's not like you're you know, the, the sole purpose is to promote echo. It's, it's, and I remember, you know, when I was a part of it as well, it's, you know, the different, you guys wanted, you know, that all the different types of opinions, whether it be about echo or other brands comparing all that kind of stuff. I mean, obviously, you know, if, if we talk, it's, it's, it's about echo. If we have echo, then talk about it, but you, it's all about more education and community and, and just growing that knowledge and, and growing all the small businesses out there. And I think that actually 
still is completely separates yourself from, you know, anyone else that just has quote unquote, the traditional, um, ambassador program. So that's, I just kind of wanted to clear that up a little bit too. Yeah. And I think Naylor, I think the, one of the, the most differentiating pieces to that is, you know, these are all volunteers. The the members in the UAG group are volunteers that, that want to pr- help provide the content to feed the EMB, whether that's videos or blogs or podcasts or, or articles or write-ups or anything that they feel can support um, their fellow landscapers in, again, growing or improving their businesses. It, it's actually been quite the journey since we started this program because in 2016, when we kicked this off, we were looking to have 10 UAG members that could help us provide content to the platform. And we struggled to, to find those 10 people. We were actually looking in all kinds of different ways through our dealer base, um, all different ways on how we could identify these people that that we felt we needed to support um, this platform. And, and we didn't even really know, I think, at that time, what those people need, who they needed to be. We, we knew we knew two things. We knew they needed to earn a living from using landscape equipment, OPE equipment. And we knew that they needed to have some kind of a presence to provide the content uh, to the platform. Outside of that, um, we really didn't know what else we were looking for. And the journey has taken us now to being what is now just about five years later, and we're getting seven more than 7,000 applications a year for, from people that want to become a part of the UAG team. Wow, 7,000. That's that's a lot of excited people out there that want to share and, and help each other grow. That's talk about community. Hey guys, it's Marty. Let me take a moment and tell you about the Ramp Rack. This is a pickup insert that eliminates the need to pull a trailer just to haul your equipment. It easily installs on any 1,500 to 3,500 pickup long or short bed, extending the usable space of your bed by two feet. The Ramp Rack's most popular model for landscapers is the PU200. It has rear window protection and a removable shelf for push mowers and gas cans. You're going to love this. The Ramp and Dovetail have a weight capacity of 2,000 pounds. Made in Maryland, it comes powder-coated and, of course, built to last for years. Here's what I'm asking you to do. Head over to therampwrack.com and, of course, save 10% with the promo code LCR. That's therampwrack.com, and, of course, we'll throw the link in the show notes. LCR not only uses the Ramp Rack, but he gives it his highest endorsement. This week's five-star rating review comes from 365 Yard Care and Landscaping. Real life, great advice. They write, always very straightforward. Real life applications in the green industry. If you are in the green industry or have any interest, this is a must subscribe to podcast. Well, thank you for taking the time to leave this rating review. I appreciate it. I take the time every week to read another rating review. So if you haven't already, please go ahead and Apple podcast and leave your rating and review. It means a lot. Thanks. And now the LCR media podcast continues. 
What's the future of the UAG program? You guys are still accepting applications and trying to somehow <laughs> cite, you know, uh, cipher through all that and figure out who's who's the next the next batch of UAG members. Yeah, we absolutely we take applications on a regular basis. We usually um, reestablish the UAG team once a year. We just did that uh, back in January of this year, so we have a whole new team. Uh, I shouldn't say that. We we do have a lot of returning members, uh, but then we have some people that decide to to move on to other things. I think yourself is a great example of how you've been able to maybe use the the UAG program as a stepping stone uh, or a tee off point for for you to move on to other things. And and we we welcome that. We. We really encourage um, the growth of the people that are within our team. Part of being a a member of UAG is to also receive some guidance and um, learn some skills along the way that ultimately you can take uh, with you on your path. Um, But we we have just started the, the new group for 2021. We have actually about half returning and half new. Um, we are really excited. I think the team is excited. You know, I think the pandemic has provided so much differentiation of the landscaper from the past to what the landscaper of the future looks like. That evolution of the pro is constantly changing. And I think the the pandemic shift that you're seeing the most includes personal space for the residential homeowner. And that personal space means that they want to have an extension of their home, um, mainly being the yard that becomes a part of this space where they can you know, execute their own entertainment and control the flow of people that they want to experience that with rather than be exposed to people that they don't know and maybe not comfortable based on everything that's going on. That personal space has led to an increase in beautification of those yards, which I think has allowed that pro landscaper to evolve and expand their services, which we see now include a lot of deck cleaning and and pressure washing of houses and building of decks and paver walkways. And all that evolution has allowed us to take a look at how else can we support the landscaper and how else can we support their trailer? Um, And so you've, you've seen a shift over time uh, even for the types of products that Echo is offering into the marketplace. Absolutely. Well, thank you for giving us all that great insight on on the UAG program and Echo means business. And uh, clearly, you guys do mean business. And you know, we we appreciate all of your involvement um, to to help to help grow. So, uh, where where do you see? You know, you kind of alluded to it a little bit how there's some transitions um, going on because of the pandemic and everything, and uh, uh, you know, there being an, an increase in wanting to beautify you know everyone's yards and things like that. It's definitely been, for the most part, for most people, it's been very profitable uh, and a very expansive year for those of us that are in the field and, and just in this industry as a whole uh, to be on the on the benefit receiving end of that. But where, where do you see the future of marketing in this industry? I'll just kind of put that spin on it since that's kind of your thing. Yeah, I think um, I think you have a couple of dynamics, right? You have a major generational shift that has also taken place back in 2020, which actually has five generations in the workforce at the same time 
first time ever in the history of the United States that five generations have worked alongside each other um, at the same time. So that combined with what we're seeing from the, the pandemic and the shift in people's behaviors, uh, we're seeing somewhat of a shift from people living in rural areas to now more rural to give them that additional space. Uh, I think um, all that combined, the future of marketing in our minds is to continue to be digital. I think, you know, more than 60% of the content that people receive are getting now on their cell phones. Uh, it's a 24-7 environment, so it allows you to get your message out there, and it allows the people to receive the message whenever they feel like it. So I think we're going to continue to see the digital environment grow. And I think just as technology shifts are happening, we'll see more and more dynamics around what digital can deliver. I mean, we've done everything from, you know, display banners to target, retarget people to geofence people to we can do so the face recognition. There's all kinds of technology out there right now to understand the dynamics of interacting with with users. Um, I think you'll also see the generational shift will bring more focus on experience versus brand loyalty, which I think will put the onus on the manufacturers to come up with innovative products in the marketplace to grab the attention of the users because the personal experience has and will become even more important than than brand loyalty in itself. And then lastly, I think just as what you are involved in and, and the relationships that we've built with the the current and past UAG members, peer-to-peer communication, I think, is going to continue to be uh, as strong as it's ever been and continue to grow. That's where we see the biggest shift across the board is that peer-to-peer communication, whether you are communicating with your fellow members on creating content or you're a landscaper in the field and relying on peer-to-peer communication to learn about new products, new applications, how-to skills, all that exists in the, in the electronic environment and the, and the face-to-face environment. Absolutely. I, I couldn't have, I couldn't have said that better. That's you really uh, hit the nail on the head there. And I mean, anyone that's that's hopefully hopefully anyone that's listening to this podcast is, is a little more familiar with what you're saying and, and, you know, technology and digital and all that. But, you know, there's still a chance that maybe they just stum- they'll stumble upon this particular episode or podcast and, and, and they just haven't really caught on to everything else. But so if there's if there's any one if there's one thing probably that, that they can take from this is, is uh, yeah, there's a lot. But if there's just one like you know it's it's all about digital it's all about peer-to-peer and they kind of go hand in hand that's how social media works that's how this community has grown so much the whole point of social media was to connect people from anywhere in the world literally you know i mean i've got friends all over the world including locally that i would have never even met if it wasn't for social media which would have been another guy in a truck and trailer driving by maybe a nod and a wave and that's it but never really 
cross paths, you know, because maybe we're not really in the same area, but because of social media, you know, you get to know each other, you reach out and then you make it a point to like stop and say, hey, or meet up for lunch sometime, you know, when we were kind of more able to do that uh, prior, which that'll happen again. But, you know, they, it just kind of helps you. Social media helps bridge that gap and it helps the networking. And that's that's like you said, really where the growth comes in. And 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 but then on the flip side, I think most people think of digital and social media as more of a an advertising uh, part of their marketing strategy, like, oh, let me post stuff on my business Facebook page or my website or this or that. And that obviously is a part of it too, but that's more, you know, business to customer. That's more B2C. You know, you're not, you're not, um, you know, it's not peer to peer where, where you're, uh, basically, you know, marketing to each other, but you're really just sharing information. So it kind of starts that way. A lot of people start their, their, their Instagram or whatever for business. And then they kind of stumble upon this community and it becomes kind of like a little of both, or they just completely switch into a community thing or create another account. So like, Oh man, you know, this is too much going on. But I think that's definitely the, the, the key, like, like you said, and, and the uh, UAG echo means business, you know, you guys are, are right in the, in, in the, in the, in the trenches of that and, and helping grow. So I definitely thank you for all of that. And uh, you, you really uh, brought up some great key points. So thank you for that. Absolutely. So I just wanted to kind of round round our conversation out today. Just wanted to see what's what's the latest and greatest coming down the line for Echo. I know the ninety ten is 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 everything. I was just at my dealer today, and a friend of mine who was picking up his Toro mower that he won for free. Toro had a contest in October. If you sign on to a web to their webinar to to check out their latest and greatest, they um you know you get were eligible to win a free mower, the new one of their new mowers, four thousand series. But and and nice. it happened, yeah, and it happened to be. A guy that lives like 20 minutes from me. So what are the odds of that? So I got to go hang out with him for a little bit at our dealer because he picked the same dealer, you know, to be the dealer to, to receive the mower. So Toro could send it to him. And then I did like my little, you know, my little social media news coverage, taking pictures, video, just talking to him, getting to know him a little bit more and all that. But when I was there, he was like, did you try the 9010 yet? I was like, no, I've got a couple 8010s, man. Those things are beasts. And I was thinking about getting the 9010, but I got a blower attachment for my Toro Multiforce you know, mower. So I just figured that we'll invest one thing at a time. Next year will be some 9010s. And he's like, man, you you trust me. You you want a 9010. I was like, is it really that different, that much better? He's like, oh, gosh. I was like, did you have 8010s? He's like, yeah, yeah, I had 8010s. The 9010 is so much better. I was like, wow, that's awesome. So let's I'll we'll lead off with the 9010, right? That's that's the, the the newest of the new, right? That is the newest of the new. We are we are extremely excited. We're proud. We're um, we're really pumped up about what that unit can do and and the the levels that we've been able to take to performance. Whether you're looking at CFM miles per hour or the Newton Blowforce, um, in regardless of how you look at it, how you shop that. Uh, category. Um, we feel very comfortable that we're going to deliver. If you're into the biggest, baddest, highest performance that you can that you can find, uh, that's your solution. And and you know we recognize that that solution is not for everyone in all applications across the country. But certainly, if you're doing leaf cleanup, if you're doing parking lot cleanup, if you want to get done faster than you would in a normal uh, with a smaller blower. That is your solution, and and we're really pumped up about what that unit's going to do for uh, for the community. Uh, I agree. And real quick, just to, just to inter, inter, uh, interject there, a lot of my guys will use the eighty ten 
over the 770 or anything else when we have like two or three properties all next to each other because they can just walk around the summer they got the fan you know blowing on their back from the backpack blower helps cool them yep. off and they can just they can just you know start on either side of the street and work their way down up and down throughout the driveways walkways it just blows everything off so much quicker than like normally they'll grab a you know echo hand blower you know and just kind of blow off the driveway and the walkway real quick and hop back in the truck and go down the road to the next one but when we have you know a bunch you don't want to be walking around holding you know the hand blower lower uh, for as long. So they, they'll just grab the 8010s immediately. Like, let's just grab those and go for it. They feel lighter on you. It just, it's just better balance. So, um, it, you know, and I know the 9010 is, is, is even better than that, but I'm just using the 8010s example because that's what I have. So the, sure. 90, the 9010 is just even more powerful. So they'll, they'll continue to grab when I get the 9010s, they'll probably grab that instead of the 8010. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a great story. And that's a great, um, that's a great way to share what the experience of the end user is when we could provide the right solution um, for their application. Absolutely. So what else do you guys have going on? So, you know, if you've followed us for the last couple of years, we couldn't be more pumped about having launched 82 new products since 2017. Wow. And that is across all categories, um, whether it's whole goods or even accessories. The red armor category in the last five years has grown from just oil to oil and fuel and hand cleaner and um, lubrication. And it's, it's really been an impressive uh, growth pattern in the number of SKUs we have in a category that brings best in class. So, so we're really excited about everything we've done. We, we don't believe that 82 new products for the landscape community in five years is enough though. So <laughs> we are continued uh, to focus on what we can deliver in the way of more solutions to the landscape community. And, and Naylor, I think one of the most impressive things from my standpoint, of course, I'm a product guy and I have been my, my whole career, but, and so, so feeding the community with, with uh, best in class products and solutions uh, for any of their, of their applications is critical, but what I get really passionate about when I'm inside the office is the level of enthusiasm and commitment that our entire organization has to this landscape community. We continue to see the passion inside regard to regarding um, all the industry and the users. We feel we have the best team members across all disciplines that are really only focused on doing what's right for the customer. And, and, we encourage that from everywhere, from product development and marketing to sales to operations to even our HR group, because we feel that if you don't understand the user, then we all can't be working for uh, what's best for that user. And it really requires the entire village of Echo to, to team up and find solutions, because as you pointed out, digital is B2C in a lot of ways, but it's also B2B. And our goal is to make it the easiest uh, company for the dealers to do business with, um, whether that is how they place orders, feedback that they get, the turnaround time on placing the orders, um, master pack quantities. We look at everything that could help our industry 
whether it be our distributors, our dealers, our channels of distribution, or our end users. So I think that the industry is not done seeing what Echo can do. We're excited as we'll have another strong year of new product development. As you know, we followed up the 20 for 20 with 18 more products for 2021. And we have a lot to talk about come 2022. Uh, in addition, we really want to focus. You said it early on in this in this talk. The perception of people around Echo is not necessarily always understood. And we, you could look for a big Made in USA campaign coming from us um, in the future as well, because the majority of our products are made right there in Lake Zurich, Illinois. So we need to let everybody know that. You know, if they're interested in Made in USA, we bring that solution to them as well. well that's awesome and exciting. I, I, I cannot wait for the future. So, Wayne, I appreciate you being on the LCR Media podcast. I know you're probably uh, busy with lots of things to do. So, again, thank you. And I look forward to hopefully seeing you sometime soon in the future. Absolutely, Naylor. Thanks for having me. And we appreciate the relationship we've built over the years. Um, and let's see what we can do to, to grow this industry even further. Absolutely. Take care. Thanks, Dale. You too. I just wanted to take a moment to thank today's show sponsor, The Ramp Rack. I personally have used The Ramp Rack for one whole season. It's been a game changer for my business. If you're looking to level up your lawn maintenance business, mowing crews, instead of pulling a trailer through all these tight neighborhoods, you can be super efficient time-saving, just going from yard to yard, neighborhood to neighborhood without pulling a trailer, everything on your truck, utilizing the ramp rack. I've got a few different videos on my YouTube channel, LCR Lawn Care Rookie. You can check those out. Also, the ramp rack does a phenomenal job on their, on their website, giving all kinds of information, pictures. You can reach out to them with questions. Go ahead and check out the ramp rack if you are looking to level up your lawn maintenance business like I did. All of their information and links are in the show notes. Hey guys, before you head out, if you could do me a quick favor and go on the podcasting app that you're listening to this episode on and click follow or subscribe, it would mean a lot. Thanks. Mr. Producer here, and if you're enjoying Naylor's podcast, I recommend you head on over to his YouTube channel at LCR and see what else he's doing for the community and become a part of the LCR Media Network. Just click join next to the subscribe button and you'll have instant access to exclusive training videos, a private Facebook group to network with other members, and live streams with Naylor. You'll get access to every YouTube video before anybody else does, and you can even schedule Zoom one-on-one -on -one video calls with the Lawn Care Rookie and talk about anything you may need help with in your business, like best types of equipment, going part-time to full-time, how to get the best route density, finding your ideal clients, finding employees, or just anything else you need help with. Again, all of this exclusive access is for LCR Media Network members only. Just click join next to the subscribe button on the LCR YouTube channel and be a rookie for life. This has been an LCR Media and Mr. Producer production.